You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode 26. God even takes care of the birds and the animals and the yeah. flowers. And what makes you think he won't take care of you? And God actually tells us not to worry. You're not to worry. He's, you know, he's got this. And everything happens in God's perfect timing. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. And listen, if you're part of Blessed Nation, awesome. I'm glad to have you. But if you're not, I want to invite you to stop by. And join us at yourblessedlife.com. That's yourblessedlife.com. And what you're joining is you're joining us for regular insights, teachings, resources. You'll get to know when that next episode of the podcast is ready. So we'd like to invite you to be part of Blessed Nation today. So Jay Marsh here, and it's great to get to be here with you today. I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. So let's get right into the show. So I've got a featured guest today that I'm excited to introduce to you guys and to share with you. And his name is Jim Palmer. Jim, welcome to the show. Jay, how are you, man? I, I, I got to tell you, I love your show. I love I was attracted to the name, but, you know, I, I listened to a couple episodes. and I got to tell you, it's it's very unique. It's out there. It's a, in your face in a very honest way. And I think it's also very much needed in this crazy and often harsh world we live in. Amen. Well, thank you for, for saying so. It's definitely a love of mine. It's a combination of a ministry and a pursuit that is out there, and hopefully it will resonate with just the right people at the right time in their life. Well, you know what's cool is, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a business coach, and I tell people when you can marry something that you're passionate about and fill a need and then have a bunch of people resonate with it, I mean, that, that's when, like, I mean, the absolute, that's when, like, all the lights and the streams of <laughs> Vegas, I'm trying to think of something that's really, really grand happens. <laughs> that's when everything happens at the right time, and it just explodes and, and grows even faster and to become more of a phenomenon. So I can tell you're very passionate about what you do, and you're not simply doing a show, and, and that definitely comes across. Well, well, thank you. So from, from your mouth to God's ears, may that be, may that be so. All right. Well, you know, I want to share a little bit about you with blessed nation here. And then at the end, I've got kind of a fun question to ask you. So blessed nation, I want you to, I want you to know a little bit about Jim. He's a husband, he's a father, he's a businessman. He's a card carrying member of the body of Christ. And he's a business coach and he's a marketing coach. And I'll tell you something kind of cool, Jim. I don't know if you realize this, but the way that you and I connected was kind of interesting because on the roundabout backside, I found out something that I didn't know. And so I was, I got a call earlier from Jessica to uh, just kind of fine tune some of the arrangements that you and I had made for the interview today. And I just realized that Jessica Rhodes is your daughter. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, about that. Yeah, well, and I just thought that was so cool. So I subscribed to Jessica's new newsletter. I listened to her podcast. I think she is such a sharp lady. And then for it to come full circle and for her to be your daughter, I thought was just such a fun fact. And I'm usually the one asking, hey, tell me a fun fact, but I had one for you. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's it's quite a story. I'll just give you the really, really Reader's Digest version. But when she was pregnant with Nathan, her first child, who's now three, 
they were down here for Thanksgiving and said, you know, dad, I'd really like to be a stay at home mom, like mom hurt my wife. And, um, which surprised me in and of itself, but said, we, you know, we're not in a position to live on just, uh, Jamie, her husband's salary. And I said, well, why don't I teach you how to start a virtual assistant business? And so we did that. And, and then about six months later, I helped her get uh, interview connections off the ground and it's going gangbusters. And she's, she's a super, super talented person. I, I couldn't be more proud of her. Well, I am so glad to know that. And that doesn't surprise me one bit because she is just so courageous in getting out there and doing the work. I have no doubt that Interview Connections is growing. And what great timing because the podcasting scene is exploding and it's just going to get bigger. And having a resource and a service like Jessica has with Interview Connections, I expect it will grow leaps and bounds. Wonderful. Yeah. And as you said, from your lips to God's ears, right back at you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I know, I know another couple of things about you, Jim, that I want to share. And that is that you're an author and, and not just an author of, of one book or two books. But if I recall, you're up to you've authored six books, right? I did six books in six years. And about five months ago, I did an audio book, which I later transcribed. But instead of writing a book and doing an audio version called Surf First, so technically seven, but six, if you want to put finger quotes, real books. Yes. Thank you. Well, I know what a labor that is. So I just have completed my first book. I have it back from my editor. And it isn't on the market yet because we are now doing some behind the scenes stuff to get it ready so it can come out properly. But it took me almost a year to actually get it down mm. in writing, on paper, edited, ready to go. So I know, and they say the first one is the hardest one. And and I know, Jim, because I've listened to several interviews that you've done. I've listened to your show as well, which I just want to share with folks real quick. It's Stick Like Glue Radio. So I've listened to your podcast, several episodes, and I know your first book, it took a while to come out too, didn't it? It took 18 months. The truth of the matter is I wrote it in a little less than a year. And for six plus months, I was just scared to death to pull the trigger because suddenly my name is going to be on a book. And I didn't want the world to find out I'm a boob who barely passed sixth grade and can't spell. <laughs> and they're just being a little silly there. But, you know, when you put your name on something, it's it's you're putting yourself out there in a big way. And trust me, criticism comes when there's an expression, the higher up the flagpole you go, which means the more of a public figure you become, the, the higher up the flagpole you go, the more your butt hangs out. Right. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's easier to poke poke shots at you. But I tell people it's okay because the view is better up there. Yeah, indeed. And I have no doubt, you know, when you, when you take a stand for something and I, and I take a, a very obvious stand on this show, you're going to get haters. You're going to get opposition. You're going to get folks with different opinions. And I think when we take a stand and we really firmly believe and commit ourselves to something, we want to resonate with the right people. And quite frankly, I want to repel the right people too. It's exactly true. And, you know, funny story on my first book, it did really well because it was all about newsletter marketing, which was my main, my main, main deal back in 2009. And somebody sent me an email and said, Hey, Jim, I didn't know if you know this, but on page 128, there's a dangling participle. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Though. I dangling that. what? I, and I still don't know because you know why? I really don't care. But I, I emailed back and said, Hey, thank you. But just out of curiosity, how did you like the book? She said, oh, I loved it. Blah, blah. And went on to praise it. Well, and that's good. Uh, see, there you go. Now there's a big lesson in there. And the lesson is 
you and so for people that struggle with criticism and 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 you know getting uh, people criticized and things like that, I tell people you first have to make a decision that you will be judged or that you want to be judged on the value that you share, on the content that you share, on the information you share to help others, and not the imperfect way in which you share it. And so, Jay, I, the last two books I wrote, you know, Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger, and Stop Waiting For It To Get Easier, I wrote those in 60 days. Oh, I published I published them knowing there's probably a few grammar and spell check things like S-U-N instead of S-O-N, you know. Sure. Didn't cut, but it's okay because people that follow me and resonate, they love the information and they will forgive a, an occasional gaffe here or there because nobody's perfect. Yeah, well, that's encouraging. I'm glad to know that because I kind of felt that might be the case as I've completed this first process and as I'm already looking for that next book because it just now it's I don't know, it's kind of like you get a red truck and now you see red trucks everywhere. It, it's easier to come out of me and I figured it would be a shorter process. So I'm glad to know that. I'll give you one more thing just in case you decide to take another 30 days before you launch it just a I'll bolster you up a little bit. If you, if some picture somebody, I'm pretty sure Barnes and Noble still exists somewhere in the country, but imagine somebody in Barnes and Noble in whether it's a business section or the, you know, the spirituals, wherever your book's going to be. And they, they see the title, they look, pull it off the shelf and they like the cover and they're, you know, they flip through a page or two and they like it and they buy the book and the information just resonates with them. And in fact, let's see what a lot of people say is they change just their lives, right? That's a home run. If that book, however, is still in your word processor because you're looking for the last comma that you missed, you're not only not helping anybody, you're depriving people of the good information you have to share. So you really need to get over yourself and, and put, put that good work out there. Yeah, I tell you, that's such a good reminder. And you know what I think that does? It, I think it helps for me when I hear that. It reminds myself that it's bigger than me. Yeah. And it's not necessarily even about me. It's about what that book or what that information can do for someone who needs it. That's exactly right. And, you know, trust me, the only people who will email you and tell you about a dangling participle or, or some other mistake, those are the people, I, I call them wannabes. And listen, the world's full of a lot of different people, but the wannabes are people that aren't doing anything. And they're the ones who are, were pick, are picking apart the people who are doing something. So you just got to know what side of the camp you're in. I'd much rather be in the camp that's doing something, making an occasional mistake, but also along the way, helping people. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. That's at the end of the day, that's kind of what I would like for this show to be is a, a tool that helps people and blesses them at the same time. And, you know, speaking of blessing them, I think that's really the perfect segue to kind of get the a couple of questions off the off the shelf. Okay. So for today's show, Jim, what I'm really excited to share with Blessed Nation is to get to know you. I mean, they know a little bit about you just in our in our chat here, but I want them to get to know you from the inside out. And I'd like for that to happen as we talk about your daily personal walk with Christ. Would you be all right with that? Sure. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. You have a thought. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting when you, it kind of marries into your question, but when you, when someone looks at somebody that's either successful or famous or whatever, or a good singer, whatever it is, you're looking at what would, of course, we're never finished. We're always a work in progress, but you're, you're very much looking at the finished product. And so when people compare themselves to where they are, to where you are, they don't see the whole journey that you went to get there. You know, my journey started 15 years ago, actually, pretty much right around this time in the uh, in July of 2000. 
I was a VP of marketing for a company and, and I was uh, 41. I made my goal of being a VP by the time I was 40. And right after that, in uh, mid-July, I my position was eliminated with the company. I was suddenly found myself out of work. And I, I had a really healthy ego and, and a lot of confidence. I've, I've done very well for myself and my career. And I really wasn't worried about finding my next position because I, I had done a lot of different things. And But, you know, long story short, Jay, that turned into 15 months of really devastating unemployment. It really wrecked me. It ground my once healthy ego and confidence into, you know, just dust on the road. Obviously, we really hurt us financially. Kind of the meager savings we had was gone and, and we were just going into debt, keeping everything paid, insurance and mortgage and, you know, something called food when you have four teenagers. And so it was really a in a bad way. And one year after, um, well, I was still unemployed is when I was first diagnosed with cancer. And, and that was, I can tell this story now and I, I tell it so many times, but as I look back on that very, very scary low point in my life, it's what was necessary to uh, make me into the man that I am today because I didn't have a good relationship with the Lord. And, you know, it's not that I didn't believe in God. I, I did believe in God, but I just had no relationship at all. I, I was basically a C and ear, you know, going. Mm-hmm. And I think as proud as I was of my career and, you know, wanting to acquire things. And it's not like I was, I wasn't a horrible human being, but man, I wanted a boat in the worst way. And there's all kinds of materialistic things that run my mind. And, and I think God wanted to uh, remake me at that point. And the one thing that I thought I was in control of was my career. Like, okay, nobody messes with my career. And I, so I look back on it now, Jay, I think God said, oh yeah, watch this. Boom. Yeah. Your, your, your career's gone. You no longer have the title of VP, you egomaniac. <laughs> and, you know, as if I didn't learn my lesson over the, over the year when he gave me cancer, basically, that's when I real, that's really what dropped me to my knees and um, that's when I, I prayed and, and accepted Christ as my Savior and, and turned my life over. I said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm clearly not in control of anything. I just need to know what to do. And, you know, I had prayed a few half-hearted prayers over the 12 months. God, please help me with a job. Please identify a job market. You know, it was always about get me a job, help me get a job, that type of thing. And um, after uh, after I survived the cancer, which I had surgery in uh, uh, early September of 2011, I'm sorry, 2001, you know, I was recovering and I had actually did receive a job offer right before my surgery. And so I kind of went into the surgery feeling like I had one monkey off my back and, okay, now let me go get myself healthy and I'll get my career started again. And literally I was laying on the couch on September 11th, 2001, recovering. And like so many people, I watched the airplanes hit the towers, right? Oh, yeah. And less than a week after that, my new boss, who we'd already kind of it would have been a move. So we virtually shook hands and he, you know, I, was, I was waiting for a FedEx package with my official offer in it. And uh, that didn't come. And then he called me and said, hey, Jim, you know, I'm really sorry to say this, but it, Jay, I'm sure you can remember. It was so traumatic. I mean, gosh, what was it? Two or three days. There were no planes in the sky and we didn't know what was going on. And and he said, I just basically he was going to have me start a, a franchise program for his business. And he said, you know, that's it's two or $300,000 investment to do that. And I said, yeah, we just got to put a, put the plans on hold. I want to stay in touch with you. I know this is probably very disappointing. I said, you don't understand the half of it. <laughs> Not that I said it out loud, but and he said, I know it's disappointing, but this is what we need to do right now. And I said, yeah, I, I totally get it. And Jay, that's, that's when I completely fell apart and 
that's when I got on my knees. And my prayer at that point was, God, I've obviously made a hell of a mess. I don't know what to do. Please tell me what is it you want me to do with my life? And I, I pretty much got an answer right away that I was to become an entrepreneur. And, and it was almost like, really? You know, I kind of, I'm pretty sure I heard that, right? I just really felt I should start a business. But here I am. I'm not only broke, I'm in debt. I'm going to start a business now. And this is, am I okay going along? Like yeah. And in fact, it, it's a perfect segue. And I hope this is kind of what you're alluding to. So, I mean, I see this crazy struggle here. I mean, it's a twofold story. You've got a, a health issue, you've got a financial issue, and then you got another disappointment on top of some potential hope. So I'm hoping that you're going to share oh, with yeah. us a time when you've got to come a little bit out of that. Let me tell you the other side of it, as long as you're okay on time. So what I did, Jay, and I was here I am in a new relationship. But, you know, when when if you can remember when you accept Christ, your my chest was full. I felt like I was high as a kite. And and here I, I'm still unemployed, but I now feel like, oh, man, I got a shot at owning my own business, which I'd always wanted to do. But it was never a good time with the obligations I had. And but I being very new to the whole relationship with the Lord, I said, so I'm praying one night. I said, God, I, I don't know if I can do this, but. I don't want to waste any more time or get this wrong. Can you give me three signs that I have this right, that you want me to start a business? I mean, it's going to take a while and, you know, money's hard. And so I asked for three signs. A couple of days after that, my wife, Stephanie, who had gone back to work because she was mostly a stay at home mom and did some part time work. But after I lost my job, she got a job as a uh, assistant for a large daycare center, assistant director. And after, um, Two or three days after I asked for three signs, she came home and, and got a uh, director's position, which meant a pretty big increase in pay. So that was going to help us financially. And three days after that, we're now in uh, we're now in late September, early October. I don't remember the exact time frame, but Congress passed another six month extension of unemployment because if you remember, things were really bad back then. And That's right. That's I, right. I, I just about to run out. Okay, wait, I got another six month extension. Stephanie's going to earn you know like another ten k. That's pretty cool. Okay, so that's two. And literally on the sixth day, I went to the gym and um, I saw a guy, like, you say he's a friend, but somebody you only see at the gym and say, hey, Bill, hey, John, you know, whatever. Right. And I see, and the question I've been getting for a year was, hey, Jim, how's the job hunting going? I said, it's horrible. He goes, dude, why don't you just start your own business? <laughs> he that, said that, that that day? That was it. That was three. Wow. And uh, Jay, I, I I felt high as a kite again, and I, I right then and there I I started my business and um, my first business, and and I was off to the races. You know, all the parts of that story. The thing that stands out to me the most is when you said this: you got on your knees and you asked God, "What should I do?" I mean, I think He is just craving for us to come to Him and say, "Help me." Yeah, and you, and you did. That's exactly what you did, and he and he answered. Isn't it funny that when we ask, if we're listening, we'll receive. We'll yeah. yeah, pretty amazing. This doesn't necessarily have to do with the story, other than it's pretty cool, especially for for your audience. So here we are. It's like late November. It's about a month after this. I'm getting my business going, spending way too long about designing a logo and business cards. I should have been out selling, but anyway, we here we're approaching Christmas again. No money. And I ordered a new computer from Dell, which which came with a $100 rebate. And so the computer comes to the door, and there's that little postcard you fill out, model, serial number, all that. And it says, allow four to six weeks for processing. I mailed it, Jay, on a Saturday. The following Friday, that check for 100 bucks was in my mailbox. 
<laughs> I don't, and it had to go to like Kansas or, you know, the middle of the country somewhere. It went, it p- picked up on Saturday. The following Friday, I had that hundred dollars in my box. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I literally, when I, when I opened the mailbox, just again, I'm, you know, the expression, I'm on fire for the Lord when you're brand new to the whole relationship. And, sure. and I opened the mailbox and I saw, I looked up and goes, seriously, <laughs> I was kind of like, really? Wow. That there's only one way that happened. Yeah, there is. It's, it's nice to get to see the hand of God active in your life. And that's what I love about the story that you just shared with us of hope. And you know, life is, and that's why I have these three pillars of the show, their faith, hope, and promise, because that is so uh, typical of our life. Our life is somewhat of a roller coaster because stuff is happening all around us. But when it is happening all around us, we can still hold on to trust in the security of our relationship in Christ. No matter what's going on around us, financial loss, illness like you've been through, jobs up and down, questions about starting your business, that ultimate hope that we have that rests in God gives us that extra oomph we need to start again. Everything, everything comes from God. And, you know, we, I attend a uh, a Bible study. I've been doing it for 15 years, uh, every Thursday at 6.30 a.m. One of the topics that we tackled recently was about tithing and Boy, talk about some of the topics that can have a lot of <laughs> interpretation and, and certainly a lot of uh, opinions at the table. That was one of them. And um, that was that was something that the way I look at it, Jay, and I won't have to go deep into it, but the way I look at it is that is like the ultimate test of your faith, because God tells you and it's and I, I can't it's in Malachi. I know that much. I can't scroll. But he, it's the one place in the Bible where he actually test he 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 test you he said test me on this yep. you give a tenth see if i don't open the floodgates of heaven and pour blessing down on you test me on this it's like he challenges you yeah he sure is and that's how we got started and you know we could, we grew from 20 bucks a week in the offering plate to, to a lot more than that but we grew to be tithers but it, when you're when you're in a position of lack or your business isn't going as well as you'd like, you know, that is like one of the ultimate tests of faith is to give some of the money that is God's in the first place, knowing that he is going to bless you because you you're taking care of uh, people less fortunate than you. Yeah. And, you know, I think you hit it on the head. I don't think there's a coincidence that that is, as far as I know, the only place where God says, test me on this because he knows how hard it is to separate us from our money. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or his money. I mean, ultimately. Right. But yeah. That is so true. Well, you know what I want to transition into, Jim, is, and you've kind of alluded to this, and I don't know that this one verse in Malachi is the one that you had in mind, but what I'm getting to, Jim, is a promise. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what that verse is in Malachi. But as it relates to the third pillar of the show, it's in the promises of God that we really can even have hope to start with. And so when when we're, we're, we're looking for a way to strengthen, to grow our hope, you know, really, we don't have to look any farther than than the promises of God. And so when God promises for our life certain things, we can't help but to look forward to that glorious future. So I want to ask you, of all the different scriptures that you could look at, if some of those are in the form of a promise, mm-hmm. all the better. But would you share with us one scripture that is a promise that's guided you? Maybe it's something that, that's guided you in the past, or maybe it's something that's on your heart right now. It's one of the shorter ones. It's uh, Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, be still and know that I'm God. And I'm somebody, I'm a very high action, always moving type of person. I sometimes joke, 
about, gosh, 15 years ago, at least, maybe 20. My kids got me a hammock for Father's Day. I think I've sat in that thing for 12 seconds over the phone. I cannot sit still. I'm either going, 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 or I'm sleeping, right? And so that's physically, but my mind is also very active. And it's funny because Stephanie and I, my wife, Stephanie, we're, we got a lot of challenges, like a lot of good challenges, but there's just a lot on the plate right now. We were driving down to our boat a couple of weekends ago, and I said, you know, we've come a long way. We've learned how to trust God with money, right? Because it's not easy giving away money because, you know, you're always trying to, well, should I should have enough for myself. <laughs> so you get over that whole thing. But I said, we, or I spoke to myself, I said, I have a hard time trusting his timing because I know everything's going to work out for us. I know my other daughter, Jessica, has a twin is, who's due in October. I know that baby's going to be healthy and full term. We pray every day for that. I know several things that are going to happen and God's going to work it all out. But I can't stop wondering about when and when are you going to show us? When are you going to reveal this? And, you know, there is scripture in the Bible that talks about, um, I may be the guest who can least quote scripture, so I apologize for that. But I know it's in there about, you know, God even takes care of the birds and the animals and the flowers. And what makes you think he won't take care of you? And God actually tells us not to worry. You're not to worry. He's, you know, he's got this. And everything happens in God's perfect timing, which uh, coincidentally, we named our boat perfect timing because I've wanted a boat for like 30 plus years. And once the kids finally left the house, we finally got a boat. But it, everything happens in God's perfect timing. It is always perfect. It's his timing. Well, so that's interesting. So is when you when you say that, when you talk about timing and when you're talking about being taken care of because the Lord will take care of you, just like he takes care of the birds in the air. When you hear that verse, be still and know that I am God, is that what that means to you, to trust in him, to wait on him? Yeah. You know, I'll share with you this, just so a little bit of context. So, you know, everybody has challenges. There's challenges in your personal life. Could be your kids, could be other things. You have challenges of business. You know, I've had two bouts with melanoma and my six-month checkup a few weeks ago, I had uh, four suspicious moles removed. And actually a week from today, as you and I are recording this, I have to have some follow-up surgery for some suspicious ones. And so when Stephanie and I were driving two weeks ago, I was deep into the whole, oh no, oh no, what if it is melanoma again? And part of it is, you know, I say to myself as I mash my fingers into the steering wheel, I say, you know, God rescued me 15 years ago. He saved me. He saved my life, literally, physically, everything. What makes me think I'm not going to, even if it is melanoma, what makes me think we didn't catch it early enough again this time? So it's like, that's the thing. We stress and we worry about different things. And I think God's up there just shaking his head going, would you be still? I am still God. That's that's how I take that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that full circle for his promises. Trust in me, wait on me, lean on me. And that is kind of the heart at this discussion of these promises that God knows our heart. He knows what we're going through. He's here with us. He wants us to do what you did, Jim. He wants us to ask. He wants us to reach up and grab his proverbial hand and allow him to be part of that solution. So, Jim, you know, as as we before, actually, before we go into the final round of the show, you know, this is such a great time for me just to check in with Bless Nation and, and ask them how they're doing. Bless Nation, I hope that the show, this episode with Jim is resonating with you. I hope it's speaking to you. I hope it's blessing you. And if it is, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. It's easy to do. So whether you're listening to the show on on the website, 
or whether you're on iTunes, there's going to be a purple button that says subscribe. If you click on it, we appreciate your support. So I just wanted to invite you to do that as we come into this final segment of the show. And this is really kind of a nugget of wisdom round. It's kind of a, a speed round. And Jim, I wanted to share this with you of why I like this round. And I just kind of shared it in passing on an interview I did with a really awesome pastor a couple of weeks ago. In fact, his episode will be coming out shortly. And that is when I was a kiddo, my sweet mom always laid the book of Proverbs and my Bible open around me so I would see it. <laughs> and a child in the way they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it is a true story because when I'm trying to find myself out there, the word of God is just, you know, continuing to bring me back in. Very, very powerful. And you yeah. sound like a great mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, a wonderful lady. So as we go into these different nuggets of wisdom, I want to start off with this first one. And and the first question I have for you, Jim, is as it relates to praising God. And so it can be something big, it can be something small, but just something that's kind of current in your life. What's one thing that you are praising God for that you're grateful for in your life? I actually uh, wake every day and it's the first thing I do. And it, it wasn't always this way because your mind just kicks in, but I have trained myself over these 15 years since I accepted Christ to give thanks. And I, I, what I do is I recount the blessings in my life. I start with, I thank God for the day. I thank God that I woke up and I thank him for the day. I thank him for the gift. This day is a blessing. and is a gift. And I thank you for it because you can't take that for granted. And um, then yeah, I roll down the list. Thank him for my 36 year marriage, my healthy four kids, my grandkids and all the different blessings in my life. And, I really, I think the the nexus of what I'm saying there is I'm grateful that I wake up and have a God that I can talk to yeah. about all this. You know what I mean? It's like um, it, just to be able to do that and to share and to tell them what's on your mind. I think that's the essence. I, I bought a book way back. Oh, I promise to keep these answers short, but <laughs> sorry about that. But I bought a book way back when, and it was called How to Pray because I didn't know how to pray. And I bought this book and, and the, the whole sometimes when you read a book, you get one or two sentences that just make the whole book. The whole the whole nub of this book was just have a conversation with God. Just talk to him because he was like, well, should I what word should I use? What order should I go in? No, I have learned just to have a conversation with God because he's always there and he's always listening. He is. And that's what it's about. It's about relationship and the way you have it is to start talking to each other. It's mm. it's that it's that simple. Well, thank you for sharing that. And this next question is really right in line with that, too. So and I think this one's going to resonate with you, because one of the things that I really got from you when I was getting to know about you as I was preparing for the show is that you have a genuine desire to serve. It comes across on your podcast, both as a host and as a guest. So I know that is part of your DNA that God has put in you. So when it comes to serving this question is, it fits you nicely. Share with us one way, Jim, that you like to be a blessing to others. Well, you pretty answered. I pretty much answered it. Serving others. We are here to serve others. So let's just make that clear. We're here to honor and glorify God, but we are here to serve others. It, and, you know, the, the great book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life, the very first sentence, it's not about you. You know what I mean? The answer to it's not about you. It's really about God. But we are we are all blessed with certain skills and talents. And we're here to serve others, to lift each other up. 
And, you know, through a lot of hard work, I've been blessed with a, a platform here through my coaching and my podcast and my been doing videos for six years, six books, all these different things. I've developed the following and I am a, when I am, as I've grown to be very comfortable being my authentic self, I was actually coaching somebody yesterday who wants to start a, uh, a Christian coaching program. And, um, I actually advised him interesting, interesting left Jay. And you're going, what, what part of short answer doesn't Jim understand? But I actually advised him. Don't make it necessarily that first. You know yeah. what I mean? I, this, the seventh book that I referenced is called serve first, how to unlock a life of abundance and purpose. If that was my first book, I don't think I'd be where I am today. In other words, I developed an audience and a relationship. People got to know me first as a businessman and a coach. And now when they connect with me, I'm very open about who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm very out there about being a Christian. I post a lot of stuff, but that's not my calling card. If you, It's kind of splitting hairs a little bit, but I hope, hope you understand what I'm saying there. No, I absolutely do. It's it's who you are and the way you go about doing your, your work. It it's, it's part of you. you. I don't think you can get away from it and still be genuine to who you are. Yeah, and I don't think this was in the Bible, but it, it, somebody said, how you live your life may be the only Bible somebody ever reads, right? So it's more about what you do, your actions, and how you live your life. It's not about what you say you do. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about reading, and you've mentioned a couple of books, that book on prayer, The Purpose Driven Life. And so it, it, either of those would qualify, but I want I want you, I want to kind of give you an opportunity to to identify one book. So when you think of books, Christ-centered books, because I know there's a lot of just general good books, but when it comes to a Christ-centered book, one that's blessed some area of your life, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with your faith. It could be in your relationships, mm -hmm. your finances, your business, what have you. What one book comes to mind for you? I'm going to say it's called Seven Seasons of the Man in the Mirror by Patrick Morley. Patrick Morley has a ministry for since the late 80s called Man in the Mirror. And when I was saved in uh, October 2001 and then started my business and was very new in, into my relationship and I didn't understand, I still at that point, I still don't understand why I went through what I went through. That following June, Father's Day, the church that I was attending, the men's ministry gave a copy of the seven seasons of the man in the mirror to all the men in the church. Me being a little stubborn and obstinate, I'm, so I'm not reading it. I'm not reading a God book. I was into mysteries. I did like business books, but I'm like, I'm not reading a God book. That's how I said it. And it sat on my nightstand. And one night I picked it up and I, in the first pages, it turns out Patrick Morley was a successful businessman and his life went all the heck in it, just a real short version. Then he, you know, he got reconnected with God and, and on and on the story goes. But so that got me into the book. But what I learned is that this, there's seven seasons in the life of the man and season number three is called Season of Crises. And again, the one nugget out of that book is God loves you so much that he will bless you with a season of crises, which will drop you to your knees. And that's what he did for me when I was unemployed and broken and, and just going into utter despair. And then I, on, on top of that, I had cancer. All of that brought me to my knees and into a right relationship with him. The next seasons are renewal and rebuilding, which is where I am now. That's the book that helped me figure out why I ha what happened happened. Oh, that sounds like such a good book. And I, I'm not familiar with it. And so I love, if for no other reason, for my own personal interest, I love the sound of that. Seven Seasons of the Man in the Mirror. Is that right? That's it. Patrick okay. Morley. 
Patrick Morley. I, I love that. And it talks about, sounds like he talks about as you go through these seasons, how they build on each other and how they are just a, a, a piece of your life as you move into the next season. Exactly. Sounds like an awesome book. Well, Jim, before I ask the best way for our guest to, to connect with you, I have one last question for you. And, and this is kind of a fun question. I want to know, and I want you to share with us here at Blessed Nation, what has got Jim Palmer most excited right now in your life? And it can be anything related to your business, your family, your ministry, anything. What's got you most excited these days? I do an event I started three years ago called Dream Business Academy. So it's a little a bit about business, but I'll, I'll bring it home to the faith part. So it is me teaching people for in a three-day seminar, being very open and transparent, as I have been with you, Jay. It's not your typical do this. Do that. I'm really sharing. It's a pitch-free zone. But what I do when I close out that event, I always save it till last. I, I teach something and I call it, you know, my significant profit boosters or things that have really helped me to grow my business. And it's my chance to not only talk about business things, but how I live my life. And that when I started doing this event, I kind of waded into the waters of becoming a tither and serving others and doing, you know, obviously operating your business with full integrity. There's an expression I like, you're always, you are always performing to an audience of one. So even if you're in the office by yourself, you're performing to an audience of one. So I remind people of that. And as I, I've done um, seven of these events now, and I keep getting more bold as I go. And on the last, the last one I did, when I was sharing about the tithing part, I expanded on it even more, Jay. And I talked about the three charities that Stephanie and I support, not only financially, but with our time. And I talk about the relationship between God just doesn't want you to write a check. He wants your time. You should be out there helping other people. And so I talked about that. And unbeknownst to me, because I'm not this type of person, I choked up. I mean, I really almost lost it, you know, head down, trying to catch myself. And right. next thing you know, people are, it's okay. And they start clapping. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that makes but, it worse. Yeah, don't make it worse. <laughs> but I caught, I caught myself. And uh, so a, a quick story is uh, I tried to figure out why that happened. And after my events, I always go spend three days on my boat by myself because I need to decompress. It's a, first of all, even putting it on, getting there the days before and then doing it. It's totally draining. And I was sitting on my boat going, God, why am I so blessed? Why? I mean, the business, the coaching, the live events, the books, why am I so blessed? And God showed me that through the giving and serving and time and all the different things that Stephanie and I do, which seem commonplace to us because of the length of time we've been doing them, they are, in my opinion, God said, these are kind of extraordinary. And not to make my, put myself up there, but God was saying, I find favor in what you're doing, and this is my way of rewarding you. And I thought, well, thank you for sharing that. And then he challenged me to tell that story. And that is what became Serve First. So. That's the uh, audio book that uh, I, I give away totally free. God wanted me to share the story. I didn't. I said, should I sell it for a buck? Should I donate the money to charity? He said, just give it away for free. Just give it. Get the message out there. So that, that's that's what's got me most excited is the business, as I continue to get more successful, allows me to be in front of more people and kind of show them a different way of doing business, but also a different way to lead your life. Wow. I. I like, again, so you're asking, think about this recurring theme and I want you to, to hear it from someone else because I want you to continue doing it. You ask God yet another question, Lord, why am I so blessed? And he answered you, well, it's because you're giving, you're serving, you're sharing your time. It's amazing 
the power of the questions that you're asking. So I want to ask you about this serve first audio. If our uh, audience here wanted to listen to that, how could they find it? It would be at uh, my website, which I think is your final question is getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. You're going to see a banner right at the top. It says serve first and unlock a life of abundance and purpose is when God laid down the challenge, I hesitated for six months because it's deeply personal information I share. I mean, I don't pull any punches and it's like really personal stuff. And he knew I wasn't going to write the book, which I thought is what he wanted me to do. And so two nights in a row, he woke me up at 3 a.m. and would not let me go back to sleep. And he said, go turn on your, your, your tape recorder, so to speak, and start recording that book. And I literally just had a couple notes. I didn't write anything down. I went in my little home studio and I talked it out. It took 42 minutes. I share the story of exactly how I did it, why I did it, and how how we do it. And I thought, well, Jay, should I, like I say, should I sell it? Should I give it away for free? Should I require an opt-in so I can see how many people get? I said, nope, you can download the book for free. There's no opt-in. I don't want your email. I don't even know. Other than I know over 10,000 people have visited the page. That's all I know. So it's totally free at getjimpalmer.com. Wow. that Talk about saving the best for last. I think that I think we just did. I mean, I love that. And again, because you asked a powerful question, you listened and you were obedient to his answers. Praise God for that. Jim, what, I mean, what an awesome time that I feel like we have had hanging out together. The, the sad part is our time is up. I mean, we're, I can't believe we've been chatting already for 42 minutes and the show is coming to an end. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule for sharing so much with us here at Your Blessed Life. It's been a blessing. I've really enjoyed this, Jay. Again, I really like your program. Keep at it. More more people need to listen to shows like this. So thank you for having me on. You are so welcome. Jim, besides getjimpalmer.com, is there any other place that you'd like folks to connect with you at? I'm all I'm all over Facebook, LinkedIn. I am everywhere. <laughs> the only thing is if you Google Jim Palmer, you're going to get the baseball player who used to do underwear commercials. But <laughs> you could type in Jim Palmer Business Coach and you'll find me in a heartbeat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Bless Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to ask you to leave us a stellar review. And in fact, something fun I'm doing right now, if you leave us a review, leave us your name. So next week I can come on board and say, hey, thank you personally for leaving us a review. So thank you in advance for supporting the show, for listening to today's episode. I can't wait to have you tune in next week for our next week's episode. And I want you to remember until then that God loves you and he wants to bless you.